This is the Sisterhood of the Traveling Books. I'm your host, Asia. And I'm Kiana. And this week we are talking about part two of The Shining. So the Torrance family drives to the Overlook Hotel in their bug and Wendy is impressed by his beauty and it kind of reminds her of her honeymoon with Jack. However, Danny recognizes the hotel as the place that Tony had warned him about in his visions. Mr. Allman greets them and is impressed with how well behaved Danny is. The same day they arrive is the same day that the other guests and other staff are leaving and there's this woman, Mrs. Brandt, who's complaining about them not taking their her American Express card even though they've taken it in the past and, doc- and Mr. Allman goes and sees like, you know what, I will take care of it. And Danny's confused because he's only pretending to agree with her. So Danny is on high alert for Red Rum and he has to tell himself that not everything that Tony says will actually happen. He then overhears Mrs. Brandt thinking about wanting to get into the valet's pants but not understanding why she just can't get her own pants. They then meet Dick Halloran, an African-American cook who hits it off with Danny and jokes about him joining Dick in Florida. He then shows the family the kitchens and it reminds Wendy of how alone they're actually going to be this winter. Dick calls Danny by his nickname Doc and Danny wonders how he knows that that's the nickname that his parents call him. He then telepathically invites Danny to Florida again and this startles Danny because he's like, why can I hear him in my head? He then gives them a brief history of the Overlook and then asks Wendy if it's okay if Danny helps him with his bags to the car. So once they're um, taking his stuff to the car, he tells Danny that he has a shine more than anyone else he's ever met. He then explains that the shining is a knack for reading thoughts or knowing the future. He says lots of people shine, but a lot of people don't know it, and he's only met about a dozen that knew that they shined. Dick tests Danny to see how hard he can hit somebody telepathically, and Danny almost knocks Dick unconscious. Danny says he tries not to spy on people, especially his parents, but sometimes it's loud, like with Miss Brandt. Danny also tells Dick about his dreams and Tony and tells him about his visions of the Overlook. And Dick says some visions come true, but not all of them. He also says that he doesn't think anything at the Overlook can harm them because he just needs to think of them as pictures in a book. Before Dick leaves, he tells Danny to call him in Florida using his shine if he needs them. Ullman finishes giving them a tour of the hotel and Danny sees bloodstains on the wall but hides his fear to keep his parents happy and when he looks again, it's gone. Then Ullman takes them to their quarters. Watson reminds Jack of the boiler before he drives away. Ullman double checks to make sure that Jack has everything and emphasizes to check up on the boiler. And they're just joking around and Jack tells him, you know, the hotel will still be here next spring. But in Danny's mind, he isn't sure that they're going to survive until next spring. So, Kiana. Yes. What do you think about this one? This one, I feel like, was a lot shorter than the first part. And also not as information-packed, but still very informative. I agree. I 
the thing that we really got more information on was Danny and his abilities more so than anything, which I really appreciated because it made it easier instead of me just coming to my own kind of conclusions about what may have been going on. I liked how Stephen King, not only did he talk about his abilities, but in the way he had another person to discuss them with, uh, I'm going to, he goes by Dick because I can't pronounce his honestly. I can't pronounce his name and I'm not going to sit here and butcher it. So, yeah. (laughs) Halloran. I'm so bad with names. You know me. If somebody gives me a nickname, I will use their nickname instead of potentially butchering their names because I hate butchering names. What's his first name? It's just Dick Halloran. Well, Dick is what his friends call him, Asia. Remember that. Okay. So, but I guess we're friends since we're doing a podcast with him. But I like him. I genuinely do. At first, I was low-key concerned. Don't get me wrong. Y'all know I be real. <laughs> well, y'all don't. But Asia knows. I When people seem just a little bit suspicious, I run with it. No, so, you were doing that last week. You're like, I don't like his imaginary friend, Tony. Oh, yeah. Because I don't like Tony. But Halloran... Okay, I literally put in my notes, is he trying to save Danny or take him for nefarious things down in Florida? Oh, my God. Because <laughs> I was like, why he keep asking this little five-year-old boy to go to Florida with him? Mind y'all, that's literally how my mind works. Like, Asia can vouch for this. She can vouch for it for years. I'm, I instantaneously think of the one of the worst things people can do to people. She does. She does. Her mind just goes. Her mind just goes there. But I love how Halloran can Halloran, how he can sit there, and he knows basically what Danny's ability is. And I mean, there's the um, title right there. He calls it, you know, the Shining, because he can do it. Some his grandmother could do it, you know, and just him having the it's. Kind of like with Carrie, how she can move things with her mind. Like with well, Carrie's... Yeah, like, well, Carrie is definitely telekinesis, her moving things with their mind. I feel like theirs is more like just being a telepath. Yeah, I was just about to say, like how she's telekinesis, they're telepaths. See? Look at us. Same page, Asia. Finally, you're agreeing for once. Okay, it only took like four books. But (laughs) overall, though, I love how, you know, Dick was just able to make Danny feel comfortable and that he knew what Danny was going through. And apparently Danny's really strong, too, already, and he's only five. I know, and he almost knocked Dick out with his little psychic kick. Yes, when he was like, hi, Dick! I was like, that's so cute. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And I feel like Dick was wanting to take Danny away from that hotel because, like he said, he mentioned that room, room 217, and how he says yeah. he... He said, don't go there. Yeah. And, like, he kept saying, you know, if you see bad things, just close your eyes and turn away. They're not supposed to ta- to harm you. But even when he was leaving, he was like, well, they're not supposed to, but can they? And then when... They- he was just like... um just think of the things that you see in the hotel as pictures in a book because Mm -hmm. pictures in a book can't harm you yes and that's exactly what he told Danny so I mean I don't want to say too much with 
and this is kind of like the last book as well. I'm trying not to say too much because I did watch the movie, so I kind of know more things, but I never read the book. And honestly, the book and the movie are different. Yeah, y'all. We need to start a petition for Asia to stop. Like, she needs uh, to wait for completely done. Me for reading a book now for a movie I saw years ago. But the fact you see, but the thing is, you already watched the, we already watched the movie and we haven't finished the book. You need to stop. <laughs> I watched the book years ago. I mean, I watched the book. <laughs> I watched the movie years ago. But you literally just watched it yesterday. Rewatched it. See, but that's the thing you rewatch. You need to stop till we're completely done for next time. For Dr. Sleep, you can't do that. <laughs> well, Dr. Sleep came out like, what, a year or two ago? So. Yeah, Doctor Sleep's a lot more recent, but back to the yes, back to the Shining. Um, I like how Dick, you know, and he said he feels like Jack is like hiding something, and I was like, because like I said last episode, I'm not the biggest fan of Jack. I don't like Jack that much. I feel like he's a character that's not really meant to be liked, and so Dick was saying that he just feels like Jack is really, really hiding something within himself which has me curious, which feeds, of course, my beliefs. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, maybe the thing that, you know, he feels like Jack is hiding is things that we already know, which is his anger issues. Probably, because apparently he has a very bad temper. And the fact well, clearly that- he has a very bad temper. He broke his boy's arm. Right. And so, and I have a feeling them being in this hotel all by themselves is going to make it worse. But I love how, you know, Dick was like, you know, if you need me, try to like, you know, shine as hard as you can, because he feels like he'd be able to even hear him in Florida, which I, I agree. I agree, too, with how strong he was to knock him unconscious. And Dick even said, like, a lot of people don't even know they shine. Yeah. So, you know, Danny, clearly he knows something. He didn't, you know, he knows that he knows things that he shouldn't. And that he also even said that he tries not to listen in on, like, his parents and stuff. But sometimes people are, like, too loud. Like, old girl, Miss Grant. (laughs) He's like, why does she want to, why does she want his pants? <laughs> oh, I was like, oh, uh-uh, this little boy does not need to be hearing this. But, you know, it was too loud. He couldn't help it. Yeah, it's just like how people who, um, I guess who are empaths, I'm not an empath, so take what I say with a grain of salt, but isn't it what they say for the most part when it comes to emotions, they're pretty good at siphoning them out unless somebody just happens to be so overwhelmingly strong. Yeah. And I feel like that's how Danny is with people's thoughts and even their emotions. Like, he'll, he's fine until, you know, they're just so loud. Or maybe it's the person themselves as well feeding into that. That just makes it to the point he has no choice but to pick up on it. And, I mean, I know as he gets older. I mean, he is only five. So, I'm pretty sure as he gets older and he deals with more people, he'll probably be able to put a cap on that a lot easier than he can right now. I was about to say, like, if he knows he's about to be out somewhere where there's a lot of people and everything, like, he's going to the Overlook. He doesn't know how many people are there, how many people's not. You know, clearly the last of the guests were leaving. So, you know, he probably wasn't prepared to 
he wasn't prepared for that many people and all of their thoughts. Like when I'm going out in a public place, you know, I brace myself. I'm like, okay, she's not an empath, but I am. Yep. So like, I kind of like brace myself. I'm like, okay, all these feelings. And especially when I know like I'm going into work and stuff like that, like I just kind of have to either take a moment to be, you know, by myself and get my emotions in check. So like, I'm not feeding off of other people's energy. So maybe that's what he needs to learn. But like, he's only five. Exactly. Like, like we keep saying, he's literally a child. He's a baby. So only thing he can do is just work on it. Cause I mean, like Dick was saying, his, his mom probably has an inkling because like uh, Dick had said, a lot of moms tend to know that they're, something's not off, but something's quote unquote special about their kid. But she just doesn't necessarily know that he does shine. Which, and speaking of Wendy. Oh gosh. <laughs> Wendy. <laughs> okay. Is she jealous of how close Jack and Danny are? I feel like she is. <laughs> yeah. I think she is too. Well, maybe it's for the fact that, you know, at one point she did want to divorce him. Mm -hmm. And he did hurt him. Jack did hurt Danny. Mm -hmm. So maybe she, and you know, she's stuck at home all day with Danny. Like she doesn't do anything else. She needs a job, but yeah. Like she doesn't do anything. So like, I'm pretty sure she just probably wants Danny to depend on her a little bit more. Probably. And also, she this woman, she gets on my nerves. So, I will give her, like, in the beginning of this part, she did have this, like, unhappy, forbidding feeling rising in her as they were looking at the hotel from the scenic overlook. Um, Because, first and foremost, the area that surrounds this hotel sounds absolutely gorgeous. Oh my gosh. There is one thing I love. It is some gorgeous mountain scenery. And it sounds like this hotel is just surrounded by it. Yeah, it is. It, it clearly is. Because if, you know, it's clearly they close down the snow and everything gets bad. So, yeah, clearly it's up high at some elevation. Exactly. And... You know, and I like how she said the mountains seem unforgivable to mistakes. And she kept bringing up the Donner Party. <laughs> oh my gosh. The, when people. I the people who went camping and food. Oh my gosh. Like what I say here and I tell you, I was so annoyed. Oh, she literally brought that party up like 10 times. Oh yeah. She kept making connections between them and the Donner party and, and I, I was it's just more foreshadowing about what's about to happen next that also the foreshadowing that tony had actually been warning danny about the hotel because that's where apparently the red rum is yep as soon as to uh not tony danny got to the overlook he was like you know, oh crap, not, he wasn't like, literally like, oh crap, I'm speaking in my language now, but he's like, oh crap, this the place that Tony told me not to go to. Yeah, because his parents looked at him and they said Danny was looking great, he was looking sick. Mm-hmm, and he tried to kind of like, fix himself so that his parents wouldn't worry so much, but 
I mean, you can only do so much. Yeah, and then when he got there, when Ullman was giving them that tour, when they went to that little athletic center, that specific stick, like, Danny had a vision about it, because, like, seeing it made him feel ill. I was like, oh, my God, poor little boy. As Wendy's over here thinking this is, like, a family honeymoon. Like I said, she gets on my nerves. <laughs> <laughs> she is so irritating. But I feel like Danny is so torn. Like, his character's torn. I sometimes forget he is five. Because some of his thoughts are so mature for his age. And the fact, like, he's so worried about this hotel. But he doesn't want to say anything to his parents. Because he doesn't want to ruin it. And ruin how, like, they're happy and they're laughing and stuff. Which is such a kid thing to do. Like, like when you're younger, you don't necessarily want to say things to upset your parents. Because they're your parents or whatever. And it just make, it breaks my heart. Because I'm like, Danny... Tell, your little buddy Tony been warning you for a hot minute about this place. You need to tell them. But at the same time, his parents just think Tony's an imaginary friend. And I know Dick was like, um, yeah, yeah, Tony ain't your imaginary friend part. <laughs> yeah, Tony is not Tony. Tony is the shine. <laughs> like, period. I, I got, I think I got that at this point. I was like, yeah, so, I, so I'm like, Tony's, his shine are a very huge component into it. I was going to so. say that, or either Tony is someone like how Dick can go into Danny's mind and Danny can go into Dick's mind. Maybe Tony's someone who can also go into their mind. Yeah, I think so. So it's interesting. Like I said, I really like that one relationship that he had. Oh, and I love how Danny knows Mr. Ullman is just... <laughs> That's just a wasted sack of potatoes. Like, I love it. He just knows he's full of it. And he, mm, I love it. I just do. Danny's just, Danny can read people very well. And I think his shine helps that a lot. He just, as soon as he met old men, he was like, yeah, he ain't worth a thing. Mm-hmm. And also some more things that I just want to bring to attention. Oh, they mentioned the boiler room a lot. I was just about to say the boiler room. To yeah. Make sure you check it. Make sure you check it. Make sure you check it. Like two different people told him to make sure that he was checking it. Especially Watson's creepy self. Oh, Sorry. Yeah. Watson gives me the creeps. <laughs> yeah, I did notice that. I said the boiler room sure is being um pushed real hard. I know it's part of your job, but. It's being pushed mighty hard. Oh, and speaking of another point, are we going to talk about when they went on that tour and they went to that presidential suite and what Danny saw in that bathroom? Mm. Ciao. Ciao. I had to stop reading because I was like, oh my God. <laughs> it caught me off guard. I was like, whoa. He just happens to look and there's blood and flesh. You know? and, that, and that he's still trying he sees it and he's just like don't freak out you know he's like telling himself not to freak out so his parents don't think anything's wrong and i'm just like i wish he would say something yes and then when he went he looked uh, he turned around again it was gone and then when they were leaving the room he turned back and he saw blood again but this time it was like fresh blood mm -hmm. i was like if, oh uh -uh. if any of this is not like 
foreshadowing all the horrible things that's about to happen. Like, you just don't see blood on the wall and be like, you know what? That looks like a nice place to stay. <laughs> you know what? I bet they have a great, great heating system. I'm going to stay. Like, come on now. <laughs> you don't get, you do not do that. Be like five out of five stars and put stay again. No, no, you would not. <laughs> if I'm seeing blood, I'm leaving. Exactly. So it's just like, clearly bad things are going to happen in this hotel. I mean, oh. he was warned about it before he even got to the hotel. He was warned about this place. Mm-hmm. It seems like the people who worked there, because, you know, Dick said this was his last season working at the hotel because of how the hotel makes him feel. Mm-hmm. And that one's big. Watson's creepy and just keeps coming back because he has family ties. Watson's a creep. I just, I just have to reiterate that point. So, but even... Still, but even with him, he has that foreshadowing ability with him continuously mentioning the boiler room. Well, I think it's just because, like, the old owners, like, refuse to replace it. Yeah, when, um, and it clearly sounds like it needs to be replaced, y'all. Yeah, it needs to be replaced, but they refuse to replace it. Yeah, and it's so crazy how Omen, because that's, that's why I'm like, Omen's so full of it, because he'll sit here and say, try to tell him how to work this boiler so he doesn't have to replace it and then and then he leaves that that but then he wants to complain about a window cost in a suite if it's not shuttered i was like what i was like get your one you really need to get your priorities right because something's wrong with your hotel but then again like we said last episode i feel like the reason Olman got hired is because he is a cleanup man and did you also notice too Outside of that, he really kept reiterating the date it would be in which everybody's supposed to be back. Mm-hmm. He kept saying May 12th, May 12th, not a day sooner, not a day later, May 12th. Yeah. And I'm like, ciao, 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 ciao. Ooh. I'm like. And also, can we talk about how, you know, Jack over here joking around, be like, oh, the hotel's still going to be here in the springtime. And Danny's not sure if they're still going to be there in the springtime. Yes. Danny was like, um, will we though? Like, that's not good. That is not good. Like, that's not good. I am just flabbergasted. And it's so crazy. He's trying to make this joke, but then chapter 13 was like a page and a half. And basically Jack was feeling like, the hotel, the hotel had swallowed them up with its quote unquote sinister, sullen, inanimate power. Mm-hmm. So, what does that tell you right there? The hotel about to eat them. It's like Monster House. <laughs> Not Monster House. Monster House. Just minus all the singing and stuff in Monster House. Was there singing in Monster House? Monster House is the cartoon. Oh. Y'all, I'm thinking of something else. Please ignore me. But, yeah. It's it's like he was trying to put on a front. Trying to make a joke to ease it. But it's not going to be eased. And I'm like, child, this hotel. I feel like this hotel is literally. You know, like the phrase. It's a pile of crap just wrapped in gold. 
I've never heard that phrase a day in my life before. Oh, maybe I'm Southern, honey. I don't know. I've heard it before. <laughs> That's the revised version, so I can leave out the cursing. But basically, yeah, you know, it's just something that a, on the outside appears to be something really good and shiny, but what it really is, it's it's not good. And I feel like that's this hotel, like when they were getting the tour, you know, and Dick was showing them the kitchen and all this. And Wendy was like, oh, well, this is all this food compared to, you know, the budget I have to live on or them having this housing and this, that and the third. Like all this is like little things covered in gold. However, when you look at it, you've got these strange phenomenon. You've got Danny seeing stuff in bathrooms already. He's they walk past that room remember on the tour and Danny already had a very very unsettling feeling coming off of it mm-hmm. you know you've got Jack even saying himself you know that he feels like this hotel is about to swallow them up you've got Wendy with her like I said last episode with her rose colored glasses on acting like everything's fine and dandy when it's more than likely not oh man it's one of those and I feel like this is one of those it's just, instances if things are a little bit too good to be true you need to question them because i feel like this hotel is definitely one of those things oh definitely definitely and i mean danny knows it the parents don't know it though or they do and they don't want to admit it yeah i want to know because like i mean dick his grandmother had a shine so i'm wondering if anybody in you know danny's family had it too yeah, that's a good question. That is a good question. And I'm pretty sure, like, as we go on, I don't know if it's going to be mentioned per se. I hope it is, you know, as we go on. I don't know if it will be because, I, I mean, I think it's kind of relevant just to how Danny is in his de- his continue, continuous development into where he is. And, like, especially just given how, I is potent even the correct word to say, Asia? No, just given how powerful his shine is, I feel like it would be important to know. I mean, I would like to know, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Until then, we're going to deal with Wendy getting on my nerves, Jack trying not to drink. Oh, but I think Dick said they had to bring their own booze anyways, right? Yeah, well, the they had a party, I think he said. Yeah. Yeah, the night before. Essentially cleared out all the liquor. Yeah, which is good because then that's one less temptation for Jack. One less temptation. I don't know. This... mm, I'm excited to read part three feelings myself about what may be happening. Mm. Well, I know what happens. Yeah, we know and that's our... We're going to prevent this for now on. <laughs> I mean, even before I rewatched it, I still remembered the movie. You know, you remember the most important things. Oh, I only remember that one part. Everybody knows it. You know. Yeah, the... Yeah. Yeah. Well, when it comes up, we'll mention it. In... If it even comes up in the book. I don't know if it's in the book. Or if that was added for dramatic effect. And that's one thing we're going to have to wait to find out. Oh, well, yeah, we are. But that's it for me, I think. I mean, overall, I don't think I have anything left to say. Yeah, like I said, this week, it wasn't as 
informative as last week, but it still was very informative as of the whole shine shining situation. Yeah. Yeah. We got to know more about that, which is very important as we go on. I mean, and even without like seeing the movie or reading ahead, you can already assume it is given just how often it is mentioned. Because oh, like, I thought you were about to say <laughs> this, but you know, because that's the name of the book. <laughs> I was like, we know it's important because it's the name of the book. <laughs> I was gonna say because of how often Stephen King mentions it in the book. <laughs> title. Oh title. no! Title. Oh no! Okay, well, that's all I have to say. And that is it for me as well. (laughs) All right, well, thank you guys for listening. Please leave a review wherever you are listening at. Yes, and like we always say, you can always reach out to us on social media. Our Facebook and Instagram is Sisterhood Book Pod, and our Twitter is Sisterhood Book One. Thank you guys so much, and we can't wait to see you next week while we discuss part three.